We here at Andy Kershaw Play Some Bloody Great Records are delighted to have Songlines as the media partner of this podcast. Songlines is the only magazine which covers virtually all the music you're hearing here. It's been going for more than 20 years, and each issue comes with a cover mount CD, featuring tracks from the best new album releases, also available as a download. To find out more, visit songlines.co.uk and to claim a 20% discount, quote Kershaw when ordering a subscription, which I heartily recommend you do. And now, over to me.
We've got that cleared up. Bloody hell. How much were they having to smoke for that to make any sense at all? I love late 70s roots reggae. That's you, Brown, with a piece called So Long, Echoes of Cultures, So Long, Babylon, A Fool, I and I. Recorded at Channel One Studios with the Revolutionaries, and it was reissued on the compilation from Blood and Fire Records, Junior Biles and Friends, 129 Beat Street, Kingston, Jarman Special, 1975-78. to 78. In the middle was the great but little recognised Spencer Wiggins with Old Friend, You Ask Me If I Miss Her, recorded for Quinton Claunch's Gold Wax label in Memphis in 1966. Quinton Claunch was an air conditioning salesman, a music fan and a songwriter, or sort of occasional amateur songwriter, who set up high records in Memphis in the 1950s, which eventually brought us the likes of Al Green, of course, and then Goldwax Records in the 1960s. And he was also the man who discovered and released records by the mighty James Carr, as well as Spencer Wiggins. Neither singer got the recognition they deserved in their lifetimes. James Carr died in 2001, And I didn't know this until listeners Chris and Sue Shaw messaged me, thanks for that, Chris and Sue, to tell us that Spencer Wiggins died earlier this year, back in February, at the age of 81 in Miami, where he was living by then. You'll find that song on the album Spencer Wiggins, The Gold Wax Years, on the Kent Ace label. First today was that one-man repository of all that's best in American music, John Fogerty, Southern Streamline, the song, from his 1997 album, Blue Moon Swamp. Hiya, you're listening to Radio Kershaw, English folk music royalty down in the kitchen for you today, playing singing live for us, Eliza Carthy, daughter of Sir Martin Carthy and the great Norma Waterson, of course, and John Borden, presumably son of Mr and Mrs Borden, both of them, John and Eliza, 
And now giants of English folk in their own right. And they're here, and we'll hear from them in just a few minutes. Now, loyal listener, podcast patron and regular correspondent, Keith Lyle sent me a message asking for some Zambian music for himself and for his friend and colleague at work, Godfrey Chiari. Godfrey's from Zambia, and he and Keith work on the railways together. (laughs) The health and safety officers. How about this? The Jalizia Band from Zambia recorded in 1988 with Tai Chase up, and then the chase up, and then the chase up, and then the 
band from Zambia and the song called Taiyaka in the Lawsy language about a man putting on his best tie to impress the ladies when he goes out. Yes, I've always found the choice of the correct ties absolutely vital on these occasions. You'll find that on the compilation Zambush, Zambian hits of the 1980s from SWP Records in the Netherlands. Eliza Carthy and John Borden live here in the kitchen in just a few minutes. After this, from Zachary Richard from Lafayette, Louisiana, and his take on an old Cajun dancehall floor filler. Allons danser, Colinda.
Serge Gainsbourg, 
and his version of the French national anthem, La Marseillaise, he called it Aux Armes, etc. And that was the title track of an LP he made in 1979 for the Mercury Phillips label. And he recorded it in Jamaica with Sly and Robbie on rhythms and the I3s on backing vocals from Bob Marley and the Whalers band, Judy Mowat, Marcia Griffiths and Rita Marley. We're down in the kitchen and our Bertie's here as well. He's getting very excited because we've got visitors and I'm very proud to say, and I'm very grateful to them for making a detour to come and sing and play for us. Live in Kershaw's kitchen, Eliza Carthy and John Borden. Christmas Day in the morning 
Christmas Day, on Christmas Day, all the bells in heaven shall ring, on Christmas Day in the morning. John Borden, you were just showing off with those harmonics. <laughs> I, I spotted you. <laughs> I it's, lo yeah. it's lovely to see you both. Thank you for coming over. You're on a tour at the moment to promote your new album, Glad Christmas Comes, is it called? For, That's right, yeah. For Hudson Records, all Christmas songs. So is your current show all Christmas songs? Yeah, all Christmas or all, all sort of winter related isn't it There's... yeah I mean Was Alien isn't necessarily it, it's, it's usually after Christmas rather than Christmas itself yeah I mean there are some people that, that do it around Christmas but because Was Alien is largely to do with blessing crops or future crops that kind of thing it's usually done from January onwards mm -hmm. so we've got some um, we've got some St Stephen's Day stuff and some Christmas stuff and then the Was Alien is I mean it is still winter isn't it so mm. yeah and how did you go about choosing the songs for the new record? Are a lot of them very old and you had to do your research? Or? Uh, it was a bit of a mix, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. um, some of them we've sort of done in, uh, over the years in different guises. In other capacities, yeah. I've done a couple with Waters and Carthy before. Yeah, and I, I used to do quite a lot of Christmas shows early on in my career, sort of 17th, 18th century stuff. So, so we've done bits and bobs, but neither of us have actually done a an actual Christmas I mean you've done seasonal albums but you, I did yeah, yeah. That, with the follow up to Frost and Fire that oh, Waters yeah. and Carthy did yeah, yeah. Holy Heathens and the Old Green Man isn't strictly a Christmas album it's, it's all four seasons right. although people do tend to play it around Christmas yeah no, I, I mean think. it's yeah yeah, yeah. Winter, it does have some bangers on it, with, it does, when, yeah. while, you're having, while you're having your mince pies <laughs> you had a triumphant homecoming gig in Whitby last night I, I gather and uh, go on tell us about it you, you had a choir there as well and we did you want to tell him about it John? well yeah it was lovely it was the choir from the school that Liza's been filing hall school yeah. yeah yeah working out a bit and um and I've been in I went and did a singing workshop with them didn't I so it was That's lovely right. um they all turned up appropriately dressed oh my god I have never seen such sparkly children in my <laughs> life and they were so excited as well it was just lovely and and uh, yeah I, I taught at filing hall school where I I went in the late 80s early 90s I taught there all last year because the music teacher was on uh, maternity leave and um I had a brilliant time I think I actually don't miss the teaching, but I do miss the kids. And I also miss my colleagues as well, so quite a lot of the teachers all turned out as well, and they were all, everyone was dressed up. It was gorgeous. And then the choir started singing, and I had a little blob. Yeah. I bet. But uh, the most triumphant part of it for me was conducting my old music teacher. She came off stage, and I was like, I conducted you. I was in charge. Anyway, let's have another tune. What have you got for us? Right, this is called... The Ashen Bowl, and you know you were saying, oh, where did you get the songs from and everything? Yeah. This this one actually did come out of a book from a, a, a chance meeting. I met the Reverend Stephen Keeble, and it turns out he's a, a massive fan of this uh, collector and sort of men, member of the Arts and Crafts Collective, um, Haywood Sumner, who uh, made a little collection called the Besom Maker in, when, when was it? It was like 1890s or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. And uh, this happens to be the first song in the book. So, but you know, we've got lots of stuff kicking around. And John was sending me things from, you know, we've we've both got music libraries these days, full of uh, <laughs> full of stuff that other people don't want. <laughs> <laughs> We're like musical wombles. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is this. So this is the Ashen Bowl. This okay. is the song that the song that opens the album. I was 
singing, John Borden on the singing, and John, tell us what you're playing here. Well, so this is a McCann System duet concertina right. made by Wheatstone in about, I think it's 1920 or something like wow, that. Is, yeah. it, is it that old? So it's, um, I mean, they're just brilliant instruments. They, 
you can kind of leave them for a, for, for years and years. And they just keep, they just keep going. Yeah, they're amazing things. I go camping with it. You know, it gets all yeah. wet and fine. You know, it's seasoned, great. seasoned, Charles. It's a seasoned. Right. Uh, why is Rosie dad? He's doing well, thank you. He's he's skinny and he's slowed down, but he's not stopping. Really? He's really not. He's Good. on the road at the moment with Get um, away. Yep, with John Wilkes. They're on the Remember Me to One Who Lives There tour. And it is basically a talking tour yeah. where John Wilkes, he runs the Trad Folk Directory website where they write articles about uh, traditional celebrations and stuff over the years. And he's been a fan of my dad for a long time. And uh, so he's basically interviewing him every night, and then they oh, they, right. they sing together. My dad sings some, John sings a couple, mm. and uh, yeah, they're talking about everything. His life and loves is. Uh, he asked him the other day. He said, "Did you ever meet the Beatles?" And he said, "Oh, uh, I met two of them once in Bob Dylan's bedroom. You know, and that's it." Wow. Okay. <laughs> Just off the cuff, you know. And, and is um, is he playing the guitar? Okay. So, yeah. Good. Well, what he's doing? I mean, what you know, my dad has always said, uh, you know, real musicians don't retire. You know, mm. so these days, I mean, he's not the gunslinger that he used to be. But what he's doing is he's he's just constantly rewriting. He's never stopped being creative ever. Yeah. But no, he just sort of rewrites his life as he goes, you know, Good. he rewrites the songs to fit, rewrites the guitar parts to fit, and he never stops. Good. Well, give him our love, won't oh, well, you? Well, of course. Yeah. Well, let's have another one before we finish this chunk, and then uh, I'll toddle off and play a few records while you have a bit of a break, and we'll come back to you later. What have you got for us? Well, this is um, variously called Christmas Bells, but actually on the album it's called uh, The Good Doctor um, for reasons of my sketchy proofreading, really, because sort of, uh, yeah, it's a long story. But anyway, it's now it's been rechristened The Good Doctor. Um, it's based on a mama's play that was written down in 1780s, I think, in Truro. So I've just kind of squidged the, the text of that around into song form. <laughs> Song in this place now, Georgie. Here, yeah, but 
for the company. I, the loathsome dragon Snapdragon is my name Lords and champions quail before me Nations tremble at my fame In comes I, Prince George of Britain I will face that dragon bolt I will fight him, I will fight him bravely and I'll win three chains of gold. In comes I, the old quack doctor, and cure the blind and lame. I'll drive out Lambega, gout and palsy, and make a dead man rise again. Ring Christmas bells, Christmas bells, the season to be jolly. Ring Christmas bells, Christmas time is here. Is almost ended, la, 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 la. and Christmas comes but once a year. Well, we hope there's none here we've offended. We hope we brought you all good cheer. Here's hoping that we please the company, and I hope that treats us right. Pass the cup and fill it up with money. Then we'll bid you all good night. For now's the season to be jolly. Bring Christmas bells, for Christmas time is here. Eliza Carthy and John Borden live here in the kitchen. Do you know what, Eliza? I think we'll now have something by your dad. And it's something I've not played on the uh, podcasts so far. And you might know a little bit about this. That extraordinary PC does called Ua Hamlet. Which, which, <laughs> yeah, 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 which yeah. In, in three minutes and 50 seconds, yeah. he, he sings the whole of Shakespeare's Hamlet, doesn't he? He certainly does. <laughs> Astonishing. Recorded in the United States somewhere oh. in about 1991. Here's Martin with Ua Hamlet. There was this king sitting in his garden all alone when his brother in his ear pulled a little bit of henbane, stole his brother's crown and his money and his widow, but the dead king walked and got his silence said, Hey, listen, kiddo, I've been killed and it's your duty to take revenge on Claudius. You kill him quick and clean and tell the nation what a fraud he is. The kid says, Right, I'll do it, but I'll have to play crafty so that no one will suspect me. I'll kid on that I'm a dafty. So with all except Horatio, and he counts him as a friend. Hamlet, that's the kid. He kids he's round the bend and because he isn't ready for obligatory killing he tries to make the king think that he's tuppence off the shilling takes a rise out of Polonia streets poor Ophelia vile tells Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Denmark's a bleeding jail then a group of travelling actors like 784 arrive to do a special one night gig in Elsinore Hamlet, Hamlet acting balmy Hamlet, Hamlet loves his mummy Hamlet, Hamlet hesitating wonders 
if the ghost to cheat and that is why he's waiting so Hamlet wrote a scene for the players to enact so Horatio and him could watch to see if Claudia's cracked now the play was called the mouse trap not the one that's running now and sure enough the king walks out before the final bow so Hamlet's got the proof that Claudia's give his dad the dose the only problem being now that Claudia's knows he knows so well Hamlet tells his mother her new husband's not a fit one Uncle Claude puts out a contract with the English king as hitman so when Hamlet killed Polonius the concealed corpus delecti was the king's excuse to send him for an English hemp and necktie with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern to make quite sure he got there but Hamlet jumped the boat and foot put the finger straight on that pair when Laertes heard his dad had been stabbed through the arras he came running back to Elsinore toot sweet hot foot from Paris and Ophelia with her dad killed by the man she wants to marry after saying it with flowers she committed Harry Carry Hamlet Hamlet no messing Hamlet Hamlet learned his lesson Hamlet Hamlet Yorick's crust convinced him that men good or bad at last must come to dust then Laertes lost his place and was demanding retribution the king says keep your head and I'll provide you a solution so he arranged a sword fight for the interested parties with a blunted sword for Hamlet and a sharp sword for Laertes to make double sure the old belt and braces line he fixed a poison sword tip and a poison cup of wine well the poison sword got Hamlet but Laertes but and muffed it cause he got stabbed himself and he confessed before he snuffed it then Hamlet's mummy drank the wine and as her face turned blue Hamlet said I believe the king's a baddie through and through incestuous murderous damned Dane he said to be precise and made up for hesitating once by killing Claudius twice cause he stabbed him with the knife and forced the wine between his lips he says the rest is silence that was Hamlet had his chips they fired a volley over him that shook the topmost rafter then fought in brass knee deep in Danes lived happy ever after Hamlet Hamlet all that gory Hamlet Hamlet end of story Hamlet Hamlet I'm on my way if you thought that was boring you should read the bloody play <laughs>
Well, do you know who that was? From a comeback album he recorded in the late 1970s, early 80s and released by Demon Records in the UK in 1983, I'll give you a clue. Dimwit Music Radio seems to believe he made only one record, a 45, which was a worldwide hit in 1961, and that was that. But it wasn't, as you just heard. It was Del Shannon with a song called Cheap Love, which he wrote, and on this album called Drop Down and Get Me, Del Shannon was backed up on a lot of the tracks by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But alas, poor Del shot himself in early 1990. Before Del Shannon, it was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Shadow of a Doubt, from their landmark Damn the Torpedoes LP of 1979. And Martin Carthy was first there with Ua Hamlet, a masterpiece written by a Glasgow schoolteacher called Adam McNaughton, who wrote it to sell Shakespeare to inner-city school children. Shouldn't that be be regarded as a form of child abuse? The only place that it was available was on the now-deleted 4CD box set that the peerless Free Read label put out a few years ago and called The Martin Carthy Chronicles. Eliza was just telling me that that box set now changes hands for a fortune second-hand. It's that point in the programme where we say cheerio to the cheapskates, those who haven't yet become patrons. And if you want to listen to the whole of this programme, including the second set from Eliza and John Borden, please become a patron. And you can do that for as little as your local currency equivalent of five US dollars. That's about £3.80 in UK sterling. And that means... You make a monthly payment, you choose the amount, $5 or £3.80 being the minimum, and you'll get the full programme, two hours or more, every time. And the way to become a patron is to go to the podcast pages of my website, which is andykershaw.co.uk, and scroll down on any of the podcast pages there, and you'll see a green button which says, Be My Patron on Podbean. Click on that and take it from there. Or perhaps you have a company and you'd like to sponsor these programmes. If you do, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Uh, So contact me through my website if you fancy that. I'd love to have corporate sponsorship. You're listening to Shake and Vac Radio Kershaw. This is Palestinian group Sabrine from East Jerusalem, Palestine, and a song from their album The Death of a Prophet recorded at the start of the First Intifada in December 1987. This track features the great Palestinian singer Camilla Jabran, and it's called On Man.
بعينه السلاسل ربط يديه في صخرة الموتى وقالوا أنت قاتل أخذوا طعامه والملابس والبيارق ورموه في زنزانة الموتى وقالوا أنت سارق طردوه من كل المرافي أخذوا حبيبته الصغيرة وقالوا أنت لاجئ وضعوا على فمه السلاسل ربطوا يديه في صخرة الموتى وقالوا أنت قاتل أخذوا طعامه والملابس والبيارق ورموه في زنزانة الموتى وقالوا أنت سارق طردوه من كل المرافئ أخذوا حبيبته الصغيرة وقالوا أنت لاجئ يداني العينين العينين والكفين إن الليل زائل لغرفة التوقيف باقية ولا زرد السلاسل
Sata